business owners and executives from around the valley. This is Business Leaders with Lance Cardoza. Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to Business Leaders here on KMPH Fox 26. My name is Lance Cardoza. We'd like to thank right at the top of the show, Flooring Liquidators, for all they do in supporting this show, Business Leaders. Today's guest, you're very familiar with him. You've seen him on television. If you've watched a Fresno Grizzlies broadcast, you've seen him there, the voice of the Grizzlies as he's broadcasting here on KMPH Fox 26 or CW59. He's an author, a speaker, and he's a sports enthusiast, and he's an encyclopedia, my friend Dan Taylor. Uh, you, I love when you and Doug Greenwald of the Grizzlies start throwing around facts because you guys really know, and you, you got your pulse on local sports that came out of here in the Valley. Well, it's a lot of fun. I've been around it for, well, I don't want to say how many years because it'll yeah. make us feel old, but yeah, no, it's it's just been a great time, and it's I really enjoyed being associated with the Grizzlies, and Doug's a good friend. We have a, a lot of fun rattling uh, baseball trivia and baseball history back and forth back and forth you so you you were a sports broadcaster for many years here 30 in the years. valley 30 yeah. years and with a, a station across town right and uh you you were uh, sort of everybody saw you if you were high school sports and growing up here in the valley you knew the voice and you saw dan taylor at some of those games still get it still get it sometimes Constant. i'm in a store or in a bank and i'll hear people say wait a minute i recognize that voice and so <laughs> yeah and you have an iconic voice and it, tell me a little bit about that story because i know that story i've had you on my radio show before and i thought it was an interesting story uh being on radio or tv or having that voice how did that, how did that all start well <laughs> <laughs> oh, that story. Okay. Yeah, you know what story I'm Well, I was about. a kid. I, I can't remember how old I was, but I was pretty young, and we were visiting a, a family friend up in the Bay Area, and I was just kind of let alone and was uh, back in a den, and uh, one of the, the gas stations at the time gave away these fire chief helmets, a uh, plastic helmet that had like a little microphone. Yeah. And so uh, I was goofing around. I was by myself. I was maybe nine years old. And, you know, I love listening to baseball on the radio. And I start goofing around and I start acting like I'm the play-by-play guy doing the Giants game. and With the little fireman the little helmet. Fireman's helmet. But yeah. the little, it had a little microphone that was like a little little PA type of mic. And, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'd hear footsteps and I'd stop and put it down. And and it was the, the, the husband of my mom's friend. And he looked around the room and then he left. And I picked it up again and again started like I was doing a Giants game. And I hear the footsteps coming down the hallway again. And I put it back down. And the guy comes back in the room and looks around and leaves. And then he, he goes back to the bridge game or whatever they were doing. And I put it back on and, you know, start having a little fun again. And then I hear the footsteps and I take it off a third time. And he looks around and he just looks at me and he said, that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> and I thought, wow, you know, wow. Here's, here's an adult who thinks I'm actually... I sound like one of these broadcasters. Yeah, doing the <laughs> so broadcast. It's like the first, you know, an early compliment that, that yeah. I don't know, put in a little bit of Planted enthusiasm for pursuing it. Yeah, it's yeah, fine. Plant a seed. <laughs> he probably thought he wanted to listen to the game and he kept trying to find it in the room. Uh, well, the fact that he thought that, that he had left a radio on and I sounded like that, that was uh, quite a compliment at that young age. Wow, pretty impressive. And then so years go down the road and then you find yourself in broadcast. Right. How did that journey go for you? Dan? Oh, gosh. Uh, when I was a senior in high school, I actually, uh, with a classmate, bought airtime on a local station, and we did a, a Saturday morning high school football report, which was really kind of a fun thing to do, and it certainly paved the way for 
the professional work once I got in television. Yeah. Um, and then I, I became the public address announcer for the old Fresno Giants, uh, 1975 mm -hmm. season, which was my senior year of high school. And at that time, I, my responsibility involved calling in the score to the stations after the game. And mm -hmm. so one of the sports guys uh, in town at that time, John Wallace, uh, oh, was John. someone that yeah. uh, I would speak to after the games. And I got to a point where I understood what he was looking for. Yeah. And so I, I knew that the guys were all on deadline. They were, it, was, it, was, it was late. It was, it was tight for them. You and started so you to could, see the formula. Right. And, and so you could do, call yeah. and you could, you could just really quickly uh, give him specifically what, what you thought he was looking for. And so there came a point after that season where he called me and, and invited me to come in kind of as an intern, so to speak, and, and to help out that he really wanted to get more aggressive in covering local sports and wanted some help with covering high school football and invited me to come in. And that's how I got my foot in the door. And, you know, about a year, year and a half later, I was doing the weekends and the rest is history. The rest is history. Yeah. It was 100 miles an hour after that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the author so not only an enthusiast of sports and local sports i know uh i've seen you participating in the athletic hall of fame and and everything uh, to relate to an athlete from the valley and you've had him on the grizzlies and or brought him on the broadcast had him do color with you too so you wrote a book and we want to talk about it when we come back from the break we'll talk about it when it's walking alone but give us a little teaser when we come back we're going to hear more stories about it but this book, uh, I've, I keep hearing a lot about it, and a lot of people are liking it. It's the untold story of maybe the greatest football player of all time and guy who was the Jackie Robinson of the NFL. Absolutely. So we're going to come back. You get a little teaser there, and Dan will tell you a little bit more about that. Dan, uh, doing the broadcast with the Fresno Grizzlies, and we've done a handful of other things, what, what brings you joy when you're in the middle of a broadcast and you hear that excitement, you're watching those players hustle out there, what, what does it for you? What gets the juices flowing and you go, wow, this is good broadcast? That's a good question. Uh, I, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. It's utilizing a, a form of creative expression, uh, which I enjoy. Um, you know, baseball's a, a terrific game, always been a favorite of mine. And so I think just being involved, the people that I'm, I'm associated with, uh, you know, they're great people. And, and I think that's really a lot of fun when you're working with really good, talented people and, and, uh, and everything is clicking and, and, you know, the production is going well. Yeah. yeah, it's a very fulfilling experience. Absolutely. And, and I think too, it's, that's what introduced you to sports. Probably when you were the kid with a little fireman's <laughs> that's helmet. Right. That's right. You were listening to the broadcasters. Right. And, uh, and I did, Doug's father was a broadcaster. He did radio. Greenwald. Leg legendary, legendary broadcaster for the Giants and the New York Yankees. And, yeah. you know, I had a, the first book I did, I had a, an editor. We were talking early in the project, in the project. And, you know, he was a little surprised I hadn't done any long writing because long writing was totally different uh, from uh, broadcast writing. They're mm -hmm. really uh, very opposite. Yeah. And, you know, he was really surprised uh, as he was reading stuff that I hadn't done any long writing. And he said, well, if you read a lot, I think that, that that's the foundation for any good writer. And, and I also think that if you listen to games a lot, that's the foundation for someone uh, who does a, a successful job of, yeah. of calling games. And, and a great broadcaster does their homework. Right. They do their homework right. and they... 
they not only a cyclopedia, but they really are a fan of the game. Right. And you can sense it through their voice. We come back from the break here in just a moment. We're going to talk to Dan about Walking Alone and how you can get the book Walking Alone. And that's an incredible story. And like I say, I keep hearing more and more about it. We'll be right back with more business leaders right here at KMPH Fox 26. And you can catch us at businessleaders.tv as well. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Business Leaders. My name is Lance Cardoza. I want to remind everybody it's that time of the year where we're putting in our nominations for the 40 under 40. Business Street's 40 under 40. If you go to the website 40, the letter U, 40.com, and you'll see that at the bottom of the screen, put in a nomination before the month of July's over. The nominations are starting now and starting to wrap up before the end of the month. So if you know somebody under the age of the four, under under the age of 40 here in the valley you can tell i'm over 40 dan more <laughs> over 40 i'm just starting to the brain is going go to four zero the letter u four zero and put your nomination in today and also business leaders can be found on spotify and itunes as a podcast so go to your favorite podcast uh, delivery system you'll be able to find business leaders. Dan Taylor, we've been talking about your career and how you got into broadcasting and broadcasting for the Grizzlies. We're hearing your voice here on CW and also KMPH Fox 26. But you're an author. Not everybody knows that, but everybody knows Dan knows it. And this book, Walking Alone, uh, talk to me about it. Well, it's a remarkable story. I should say a story about a remarkable man, Kenny Washington, who was the his legacy is the Jackie Robinson of the NFL. But as I dove into it, I found that he's much, much more. And, and that was what really inspired me to pursue the story. Uh, and it, it came from a conversation with a good friend down in Los Angeles, Artie Harris, who longtime coach down there and, and scout with the Dodgers. And he was one of the scouts on the movie Moneyball. Oh. And Artie's a UCLA guy. And, and we were talking a couple of years ago, and he made mention that when he was at UCLA in the 60s, there were a couple of faculty members who were there in 1939 when Kenny Washington and Jackie Robinson were football teammates. And he said these guys were insistent that Kenny Washington was the far better athlete. Hmm. And then Artie was saying uh, on a, at a coaching job that he had, uh, a colleague had been a teammate on the 39 UCLA team with Robinson and Washington and said the same thing. And so when he's telling me this, I, I, I'd heard of Kenny Washington, didn't know a lot about him. Yeah. And, and that really got me rolling up the sleeves and doing a deep dive. And I was really shocked at, at what I found out. Just an absolutely incredible individual. I've heard with your books and just from friends of yours and people I've talked to that, and I know this about you too, you love to do your homework and you love to have your, your content, your details, and you love to talk to the source, go straight to the people that know the story. And I know you did a deep dive and you told me about a lot of the people that you talked to. Uh, how was that experience and that journey through that process? Well, it was challenging on two fronts. Uh, one, not many people left with us. Uh, from that era, yeah. uh, Kenny Washington would be 104 if he were still alive, yeah. and he died very, very young, over 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. um, and his son had passed, and, and his daughter was very upfront that she came into the family late, uh, well after Kenny's playing career was done, and she really didn't have a lot of the stories. In fact, she shared a funny story. She said to me, he was just daddy, until I came home one day from school and found him sitting at the kitchen table with Willie Mays. Oh. And listening to the two of them talk, I thought, my daddy must have been somebody. Yeah, what's so, Willie Mays yeah. doing here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there were some fascinating uh, people that I, I managed to track down. The, the two daughters of uh, Babe Horrell, who was the coach of the 39 UCLA Bruins. Um, one was 93, the other 92. 
And, and they were, but they were great interviews. They were fascinating. They had tremendous recall, fun stories, wonderful uh, people. But the 93-year-old uh, made me laugh because she said, uh, you know, forgive me, I'm in a little bit of pain. I fell and fractured my elbow playing tennis this week. Oh. I thought, well, that's what I want to be doing at 93. Yeah, yeah. I, I admire her. Wow. And then... Uh, Ned Matthews was the quarterback on the 39 UCLA team and an original San Francisco 49er. And I reached out and, and found Ned's daughter, and, and she was very, very kind, said, you know, I really never talked football with Dad, so I don't think I can help you, but my husband, he might be able to help you. Yeah. And so he came on the line, and, and the first thing he says was, you've talked to B, haven't you? And my answer was, who's, who's B? B? Yeah. <laughs> and he says, well, that's Ned's wife. And I thought, well, Ned would be 103. And he goes, oh, yeah, she's 102. And, and I asked how she was doing and if there was a good time to speak to her. And he says, she's great. Call her right now. This was about 8 o'clock at night. Oh, wow. So I left her voicemail. She called me the next morning and said she didn't take the call because she wanted to go pull up some scrapbooks and, yeah. and check some stuff. But when she came back on, she said, uh, when we spoke the next morning, she said, hey, sorry if my voice is a little scratchy. I've been eating chocolate. Now, that's what I want to be doing at 102. Yeah, I want to sit there and eat chocolate. <laughs> I mean, that's amazing. But they were great. They were really fun. Awesome. So through that process, and the book just came out not too long ago. A couple of weeks ago, yes. A couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, has she seen the book or is she still with us? Uh, Kenny Washington. Well, uh, the I, I don't know if B has seen it yet. Uh, Kenny Washington's daughter uh, emailed me that she was very emotional as she read it, that some of her uh, co-workers had to ask if she was all right because she was crying and didn't realize that she was reading her father's biography at, at work. So, uh, And his grandsons, I, I've had some nice feedback from them about it. Beautiful. So it's really nice. Beautiful. Yeah. I think the other thing is, too, is like you said, that she grew up as it was daddy. Right. It was past his, his athletic career. Right. And uh, she just got pieces of it. So really, this is a, this is going to be something she cherishes for many, I hope many so. years. I hope so. That meant a lot. That was kind of yeah. holding my breath to see what they thought. And, uh, yeah. See if, if I got everything correct. And, you know, yeah. the response really was very touching. Awesome stuff. The, what, what the passion that you got around writing a book, and I know we'll talk about your other books, uh, what was what was that passion that got you started? Said, you know what, I need to start to. Well, it was purely chronicles. by accident. Purely yeah. by accident. I just had an uh, an idea fell in my lap. I have a good friend in England by the name of Tom Watt, who's an actor, talk show host, and he's been an, an author of about a dozen books. And he wrote David Beckham, the soccer star's autobiography. Mm. And so he really encouraged me to pursue it. Introduced me to his agent, and the next thing I know, you know, this uh, the first project kind of came together. And then from the first project. Um, an attorney who had helped me a little bit on the first project reached out to me uh, seven or eight months later and uh, said, have you ever heard of the scout, baseball scout George Genovese? Well, yeah he's, yeah, he's an icon. He's a legend. And he said, how'd you like to write his autobiography? It's kind of like dinner. You don't have to ask me twice. Yeah. You know? and so that just was a wonderful friendship uh, that, that came out of that with George, who has since passed, but uh, was able to write his autobiography and had some additional projects from that. We're going to take a short break here with business leaders, sitting here with Dan Taylor and talking about his book, Walking Alone. And we're going to talk about how you can obtain a copy of Walking Alone when we come back here with business leaders here at KMPH Fox 26. Don't go away. Welcome back to Business Leaders. My name is Lance Cardoza. And again, at the top of the hour, we talked about 40 Under 40, Dan. It's time. It's the 40u40.com. You go to the website. If you know somebody under the age of 40, and you believe they need to be recognized, this is the time. Make sure you write a 250-word description 
why they should be in the 40 under 40, and the past alumni mem members will select a new class of the 40 under 40. Go to 40, the letter U, 40.com. Sitting here with my good friend Dan Taylor, and Dan talking about your career. I, lo I love to hear the nuggets that people get throughout their life and their career that uh, never think that that maybe opens a door to something else. You probably never thought you were going to write Never books. in a million years. Yeah. I mean, I never had any ambition to do it. And I, when I got into it, I really felt guilty because I know there's a lot of people out there that that is their ambition yeah. is to be an author. And, and I'm sure there's some great talent out there. And I, and I have had people reach out to me and want to know how to uh, pursue getting a book published. And, and I've been happy to help them. But it was never anything I, I, I thought about doing. It, it really fell in my lap. And I, and I found once I got into it and, and, you know, the editors that I worked with initially were very positive and very complimentary. And, and I just kind of found it a, a very interesting form of creative expression mm -hmm. um, and, and in, a, in a much longer form than what you could do in, in television news yeah. where it's two and a half minutes of, of doing a sportscast each yeah. night. But this way it's, you know, 70,000 words. So you can kind of get a little deeper. And, and I really enjoy research as, as you've yeah. seen by yeah. you know, what I bring into the booth at doing a Grizzlies game, but, yeah. but also with, with these books, I, I really enjoy research. And each book I learn more, uh, about research, um, and how to be more effective at it and, and develop more resources out there, uh, meet people with different libraries and different, uh, I mean, and, and it's just amazing the things you find. Yeah. And I, the last book I did prior to Walking Alone, Lights, Camera, Fastball, How the Hollywood Stars Changed Baseball, uh, I found a collector in Los Angeles who has three, I believe it's three uh, storage lockers filled with Hollywood Stars memorabilia, oh, wow. uniforms, pennants, bats, uh, programs. And so he was a, a tremendous resource when it came to pictures and things yeah. like that for the book. So it, it's really amazing. to. And they all have stories. They do. They all have stories to tell. Do. And you never know like uh, how you ran into uh, a conversation that led you to be. His, his wife at 102 years old. Well, that, that same collector, that, yeah. that same collector had a picture that I was able to use in this book, and it turned out we were having a, a quick chat, and he said, "What are you working on next?" And I told him, "Well, he's a UCLA alum and a huge UCLA fan, and he also has a storage locker full of UCLA football stuff." Oh, wow! And he actually shared with me he had every program from every UCLA football game ever played. Wow! Which is just yeah, unbelievable, including the 1938 Pineapple Bowl in Hawaii. I mean, yeah. it's just. That's, those are just resources yeah. alone yeah. to be able to go through that and collect right. information. Right. A lot of them don't exist anymore. It's incredible. Yeah, and to be able to tell that story. Dan, also, you're very passionate about local athletes. Oh, sure. I know for your years on television, you told those short stories, <laughs> uh, but you knew how those people went on to play professional sports and some of the greats that maybe never played professionally but came from our valley and were incredible Absolutely. athletes. Right. Uh, talk to me about your passion about local athletes. And well, I, you know, I always said to, to people throughout the, my years on television that, uh, and I think anybody uh, that's been in local television for a while, particularly in sports, would agree that it's really like covering agriculture. You're, you're looking at a new set of crops every year. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know if the young athlete you're seeing at Edison High School is going to wind up uh, playing in the NFL and doing a unique dance on the sideline after he scores touchdowns. Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you, you just don't know. And it's, it's fascinating to watch these young uh, student athletes, uh, these young people develop their skills and, and, and go on and have uh, tremendous success, uh, either collegiately or in some cases on into, into professional ball. And you mentioned some young athlete that I know you're talking about. He's a friend of mine, Icky Woods. Yep. yep. And Icky grew up here in the Valley. That's and right. Icky, 
uh, talked about uh, the first time he did that. Do you know the story? His mom was so mad at him, like, are you acting like a fool? You know, what, people aren't watching you dance after you make a touchdown, kid. You need to just make a touchdown and be humble about it. And he was like, Mom, that's my thing. And then he goes, that's probably the only time I was right with Mom. And I think she still probably told him straight. I think when the checks come in from the commercials that he's been doing, I think oh, Mom, yeah. Mom's probably in agreement. Exactly. So great athletes that have yeah. come from our valley. And uh, there was an athlete that was just recently recognized uh, at the Athletic Hall of Fame. She's in a movie uh, that's just come out. Uh, and she was a shot put. Um, uh, talking Dodd through. Jones? Yeah, I think. Yeah, Dodd Jones. She's been in several movies. Several she's movies. remarkable, yeah. And this is a big film that's coming out right now. And great. I was watching the film and I'm thinking, she's a Fresno athlete. Yeah, you know, Before I knew her as a star. Yeah. And in film, I knew from the Fresno Athletic Hall of Fame uh, that, uh, and she's such real personable. Oh, she's great. She's great That's personality. Wonderful. Yeah, she's she was a terrific athlete here in the Valley and track and field at Fresno State, and then uh, went on to be an acclaimed uh, wrist wrestler and uh, yeah. competed and, and won many many championships in, in wrist wrestling, and then move from that into television and motion pictures. So yeah, I'd be afraid to wrist wrestler, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Still today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I yeah, agree. She's, she's great. She's really tough. They uh, So a lot of tough athletes, a lot of great athletes that came. Out of I, th other. I think a lot of that comes from our youth growing up mm -hmm. because that's kind of instilled in us. You, I think when you grow up, you're, you're always looking for things to, to give you self-confidence and self-esteem. And growing up, you might have relatives outside the valley that maybe mock the valley a little bit in a good-natured way, not, yeah. in a, not in a malicious yeah. way, but they, you know, they'll poke a little fun at the area. And, and for me, I could always uh, you know, counter with, well, yeah, but what about Jim Maloney? And he just threw a no-hitter last week, or yeah. Tom Seaver did da-da-da-da-da. And, and then you could, you could go back. I mean, my dad and my uncle, his brother, would talk about knowing exactly where they were when Bill Vukovic was killed in the Indy 500. Yeah. And Dutch Warmerdam's great pole vaulting accomplishments. Oh, so, incredible yeah. athletes. Yeah. How do they get the book? we got about 30 seconds. Online, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com. The publisher is Roman and Littlefield out of Washington, D.C., and their website is also available there. Beautiful book, and it's a nice, solid book, too. you got to get a copy, Walking Alone. Dan Taylor, thank you for being Always on Always great program. to be with you, Lance. Thank I you. I appreciate it. Good friend of mine. We're going to have to go out and have breakfast here soon. We'll do it. <laughs> That's all the time we have. Make sure you get your 40 Under 40 nominations in by going to 40, the letter U, 40. We'll see you next week.